This is an episode for you awesome, kind, totally super women out there. Listen in to hear why I want you to move away from trying to save everyone and do everything. If that sounds like you, I urge you to listen to this week's episode. It's a really important one. This is the Self-Sabotage to Success podcast. I am your host, Lucy Orton. I am the anti-self-sabotage coach and a success and transformation expert. I love all things positive psychology and I transform female purpose-led entrepreneurs from self-sabotaging, procrastinating, imposter syndrome suffering, but very, very talented business owners into the most empowered CEOs who recognize and own that talent and move away from self-sabotage into rock-solid self-belief, supercharged confidence and amazing business success. The Self-Sabotage to Success podcast was created to help women just like you step into your awesome because we so need your voice in the world right now more than ever. I am incredibly grateful to have you here. If you enjoy this episode and the rest of the Self-Sabotage to Success archives, then I'd love to hear from you. You can book a Self-Sabotage breakthrough call using the link in the show notes, and you can also help the positive messages of this podcast reach even more female purpose-led entrepreneurs by leaving me a five-star rating or even better, a review on Apple Podcasts. I am so touched by every message and every review I receive. So thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy today's show and I'm rooting for you and your purpose-led business always. Hello, hello and welcome back. This is Lucy on the Self-Sabotage to Success podcast and I've got a brilliant episode for you today. It's all about how you are not and do not have to be a Marvel superhero. You are not superwoman. And recognizing that is going to transform your mindset, which means it's also going to transform the fantastic impact that you can have with your amazing purpose-led business, both for your clients, for the wider world, and last but certainly not least, for yourself. Because By listening to this episode, I'm hoping you're going to get some truth bomb moments where you think really carefully about why we sometimes see ourselves as needing to be this superhero. And that when we release that shackle, when we stop giving ourselves such high standards, such unachievable standards, then amazing things can happen. And we can really be that empowered CEO who also gets to enjoy and really reap the rewards of your amazing, inspiring hard work. So let's talk about this today. I'm terming it the superwoman complex. 
And I feel like I'm aging myself with that in the era of Brie Larson and Gal Gadot. It should be Captain Marvel or Wonder Woman complex, but I'm going to stick with Superwoman. So what do I mean by that? Well, we can easily fall into this trap and I've touched upon this issue before in the past on the podcast. I also wrote a blog post on this subject, which I will link to in the show notes about coming out of the pandemic and how we shouldn't rush to be being that superwoman, superhero figure. But it's really built into our cultural expectations on us as women and it can be really easy to just accept that and to think I have to be doing all of the things. I have to be the hero to everybody. The superwoman complex is when we feel so responsible for everything and everyone around us and we almost feel like we have to save everyone, every project, every situation. Now this can really stem from the fact that The people who suffer from the superwoman complex are usually high achieving, highly capable, inspiring females. They are leaders that should be out there in the world doing great things. But that doesn't mean that you have to do everything. And it just means that, you know, by doing that, you put so much pressure on yourself to perform at the superwoman level in everything that you do that you end up spreading yourself too thin and not enjoying any of it in the process. And the reasons behind this are complex and many. It's something I have lots of discussions with clients about. One of the huge culprits is the emotional load placed on women, which I've talked about on the podcast before, which is so huge, so underpaid or usually completely unpaid and so hidden actually to us until we start unpicking why life can feel so difficult and we can feel so much pressure. So we end up, because of this emotional load, being so used to carrying the can and having too much to do and having a head that's full of so many things that we reflexively take on too much. We reflexively overschedule ourselves and we refuse to prioritise number one. As I said at the beginning, this is important last but not least for you. And actually, I don't even mean that. I mean, this is important first and foremost for you. And then it will affect your business and then you can impact your clients in the world. But it has to start with you. Now, the other culprit for the superwoman complex is feeling like we have to be amazing at everything. And that ties into the old bad guy. (laughs) And I don't mean to be sexist. The old baddie in the room. Perfectionism. And it's that sense that we don't want to be judged by getting something wrong, by dropping one ball, that we feel we are being judged by something outside of us, outside of reality often, that we need to submit to this perfect ideal of the woman who has it all. And so many of us are now leading a movement to say, that is not true. I cannot do it all. I cannot be superwoman and nor should I have to. So how does the superwoman complex play out in our lives? It's when we push ourselves to work ever harder, when we sort of 
aimful hustle and overwork and toxic busyness as a badge of honour or as something we inverted commas should be doing. It's also when we have really unrealistic standards for ourselves and others, but mainly for ourselves, when we feel like we have to be fantastic in every small area of our lives. Now, I have an example here where I have completely let myself be crap at something. I'm crap at several things, but there's this one in particular that I am truly rubbish at, and that is I am not good at baking birthday cakes. I can rustle up a cookie. I can probably make a cheesy muffin. At a push, I could make an okay tasting cupcake. I don't particularly enjoy any of that. But what I really hate and really struggle with is making fantastic, phenomenal birthday cakes for my three children. And three birthdays a year is a lot. I decided probably about six years ago, five, six years ago, I am not going to make birthday cakes for my children anymore. My children can have more beautiful cakes, more tasty cakes and more recognisable cakes as in what they might have asked for like a mermaid or a unicorn or a swimming pool if someone else does it. And so I outsource that and I don't allow myself to think about it one more time. Equally, cake sales at the school. I don't bake for them because I don't have time. It it de-energizes me. It takes up time and space when I could be working or spending quality time with my kids. So I am the mum who goes to the shop, buys the pre-bought cupcakes, hands them over with pride to the bake sale and I know they get sold and I know they sell well because kids often quite like the look of the store-bought ones. And then I go and buy and eat the cake (laughs) because that is much more in my wheelhouse. That is much more in my zone of genius to eat the cake at the end. But that's just one small example when we can let ourselves off from feeling like we have to be phenomenal at everything. But it's definitely how it presents itself. Another way it presents itself is that we can end up falling short not achieving those amazing standards because we're spread too thin or we're trying to do things that are just not in our strengths area. And then we can feel shame, we can feel guilt, and it feeds back to what I talked about at the beginning of the episode, that we feel like we have to save everyone and achieve everything. And it can be really unpleasant. It's not good for our mindsets. It makes us feel bad about ourselves. It can feed that inner critic monster within us and all manner of other mindset gremlins. We can end up feeling so overextended both at home and work and I'm going to talk specifically about work and and business in a moment because we never give ourselves the grace of a morning off or some time to breathe or prioritising ourselves. We can get addicted to the doing rather than what we're doing. We can get addicted to just the fact and the feeling that we need to feel busy and wanted and that in honesty, we might be gaining some self-esteem from that. When I work with my clients, I really work on that internal sense of self-esteem. So while a compliment is lovely, we should accept it and process it and enjoy it. If someone thanks you for your work and says you're an absolute star, fantastic. But what's even more powerful is when we take on board that praise within ourselves, when we give ourselves credit, when we celebrate our own abilities and wins, and we build up our confidence and self-esteem very much from within who we are and how we perceive ourselves. 
And when we do that, it's massively freeing because it means that we find it easier to say no if we're not constantly seeking that external validation. So another element of the superwoman complex is that we have a burnout risk. We have this feeling, this limiting belief that we can't do well without hustling and grafting and using grit and determination in everything we do. And that can lead to very, very toxic working habits and the deprioritization of of so many other things. So let's talk about the superwoman complex in the context of your business and how it plays out in how you approach your work and how you approach your own life within that work. So of course, it totally presents itself in feeling like we should do all the things. It can be something, and I've seen this many times, where we hold back on delegation because we feel like, well, I can do it, so I should do it. I should be handling all this. It links in with that soloist mindset and links in with not being able to ask for help. Of course, the end result of this is that we end up feeling more stressed, more tired, less energized, and we deprioritize ourselves and our self-care in the process. We end up feeling overwhelmed, stressed and unfulfilled. It can actually take away the joy and the passion from what we're doing and have the very opposite effect really where we're trying so hard to excel, we're trying to be perfect or ideal and we end up falling short because our heart isn't in the right place, our energy isn't in the right place. And we can end up not excelling at all. And this is often connected to the fact that when we have a superwoman complex, we don't give ourselves the space and the grace to act in our zone of genius. We don't allow ourselves to recognize when we need time to perform at our best because we're too busy worrying about what everyone else needs and what every other task needs rather than ourselves. So it's really crucial that we try and beat this overwork cycle because otherwise shit's going to hit the fan. You are going to end up burning out and not enjoying your life or your business at all. So how can you avoid the superwoman complex? I think with everything, recognising that you're doing it, noticing when you're having these crazy high expectations and standards put upon you from yourself, from within, is the first step. Because when we recognize that, when we name it, when we label it, even, you know, a phrase such as the superwoman complex, or if you prefer the Captain Marvel complex, can be hugely empowering in terms of noticing when you're doing this and recognizing that while you may feel that you're doing it from truly altruistic principles, you're actually not helping anyone especially not yourself and your nearest and dearest. If this is all sounding scarily familiar, then please do book on a self-sabotage breakthrough call. And when we're on the call or in the notes before you make your booking, do mention that the Superwoman episode particularly resonated because it is really powerful to start unpicking this stuff. And it's something that I absolutely love to work on. You'll find the link in the show notes And you'll also be able to book if you just go to bit.ly forward slash self-sabotage call. I look forward to talking to you about this because it is one of my main passion points at the moment. 
Now, in terms of some more tips about how to avoid the superwoman complex, there are a few more things I wanted to talk about. One of them is understanding the myth of multitasking. And I am going to be doing a whole episode on this in a few weeks time. So keep your eyes on the podcast for that because it's going to be a great one. But multitasking is a massive myth. And I'd almost say it's a conspiracy against women because we're told so many times that women are amazing multitaskers. While the research shows that no one is a good multitasker and that multitasking diminishes both our effectiveness, but also our enjoyment of the task at hand. When we can be truly focused on one thing at a time, we can have the most phenomenal results. So the myth of multitasking is a key one in terms of the battle against the superwoman complex, because when you recognize that you can't do it all, and you certainly can't do it all at the same time or simultaneously, you will give yourself permission to stop trying. And another thing you need to give yourself permission for and to get really comfortable with is those boundaries. Saying no kindly and politely and letting people know clearly where your line is. I can help with this, but I can't spend any more time on it than one hour. If, for example, you are plagued with brain pickers and people who want to use your expertise for free, then you can get really comfortable with saying, I'm afraid I don't do that service for free, but I do have a set of paid services here are my prices. And recognizing that when you say no to someone who's going to drain you and take time and energy away from you and your business, you're actually helping both you and them because you're being super clear about where your boundaries are and that you're not going to cross them. Another tip for avoiding the superwoman complex is moving away from perfectionism. Now I did an episode on exactly this with lots of detailed tips and ideas a couple of weeks ago. I will link that also in the show notes because it's worth a listen if you haven't had chance yet. But of course getting rid of perfectionism is hugely interlinked with the superwoman complex. When we feel like we have to get everything right and we feel like we have to be this perfect superhuman specimen, we're going to find life a lot harder. We're going to find the tasks that we want to complete more difficult and more arduous. And in saying no, again, to perfectionism, as one of those boundaries, we can massively help ourselves move away from the superwoman complex. Another tip is be hyper-focused in your productivity. Be really scientific and pragmatic about what needs to be done. Ask yourself those coaching questions that I've talked about on the productivity episodes in the past. What is it? What is the one priority for today? And anything that distracts you from that goes into the category of not my issue right now. I cannot be more than one thing at any one time. And I certainly cannot be spread so thin that I'm some kind of superwoman who is struggling to get what they need to be done, done because I'm too busy helping others. It's wonderful to be altruistic. It's wonderful to help. It's wonderful to want to be that kind giving person. But we can't let that seep into being a martyr and seep into destroying ourselves, our own 
peace in our minds and our lives and our businesses. We have to get firm and we have to give ourselves permission to say no and to become the best version of ourselves for ourselves and not being open for business to solve every single issue that's out there. When we can be really hyper-specific in our productivity, which is something I talk about as part of my progressive mindset in my coaching, we can achieve so much more. We have that clarity. And I strongly recommend writing down your focus on any given day so that you don't get distracted or tempted into wanting to become a superhero for any other task or issue. Even just writing your goal on a post-it note and sticking it at the top of your computer screen or writing an intention for what you want to achieve in your diary or your journal can be really beneficial in keeping you from going off track and getting lost in something that you didn't intend to get lost in. I hope you found this episode really inspiring, even if it seems like I'm taking a bit of a bash at those lovely superheroes out there. They, they're amazing and my children would not be very impressed with the title of this episode, but I hope it's been really useful. If you want to chat with me about any of the issues, click on the link in the show notes. And until next week, I will be back again with another episode of the Self-Sabotage Do Success podcast. Have an amazing time. And I am rooting for you, your purpose-led business and your self-care and your headspace and your life as ever. Bye for now. Bye.